Hello and thanks for joining us once again for the Inspire, Create and Shine podcast, where we discuss life, love, literature and the arts from a Christian perspective. This is your host, Melanie D from MelanieDTheAuthor.com. Stay tuned for our next episode. Y'all, how many of y'all have ever read the autobiography of Malcolm X as told by Alex Haley? I'm such a fan of that movie by Denzel Washington, him being the lead actor. And it was a Spike Lee joint, as they say. Um, He was starring in there with, with Spike Lee and a lot of other stars, you know. That movie, to me, is Oscar worthy. He should have definitely won an Oscar for that. That was a stellar performance. Um, No one else, I don't think, could have played it like Denzel played that uh, role. But nevertheless, I've been um, listening to the audiobook of the autobiography of Malcolm X um, this week. And, um, you know, I've always been an admirer of his or I've always um, respected what he stood for. Um, All of his teachings, I don't totally agree with. Um, Man, the first chapter of that audiobook, he's pouring out so much drama. And of course, when you're a screenwriter and you're trying to convey a story on screen, you have to condense a lot of meat of what's written on paper into like a few seconds or a few minutes um, on screen so in light of what's in the book and what what's in the film but they did a really great job of opening up that um film uh showing his life as a as a little boy you know when his father um or when the Ku Klux Klan surrounded his home and you know set his his family's home on fire and disturbed the home you know um his father was later killed on the railroad tracks um and his mother was left with eight kids to raise, you know, and then just hearing the, the, and just seeing the, the effects of what that had on her as a mother trying to raise eight kids alone with a little bit of money that she got from, um, uh, her husband's death. But I mean, I was just reading this or listening to this audiobook. There's so much meat in there so much information that you lose um in the film and so that's why it's always good that's why I love to read books that are made into film because the books always you know add more to the imagination it fills in those spaces between the lines so to speak that you don't see on film so even though the film is powerful and the film really tells his story I mean that that film was long and it was it had a lot of scenes from his life a lot of stuff this seems hard to convey in that short time frame, but I mean, they really did a great job of it. I haven't gotten all the way through it yet, but I encourage you to get into it. It's amazing when you see someone's background and you see where they come from, you see what they learned as a kid what their environment was as a kid, it makes you understand them better. Now you can understand their mindset as an adult. It makes you understand, you know, why they do the things that they do now as an adult. So our our childhoods are very important. It's very, very important that we uh, 
nurture children, educate them properly, um, are very careful with our wording, are very careful with our environment, are very careful with how we um, handle them. Children's minds, um, they're like sponges and they're very fragile and they are very impressionable. So we have to be careful what we expose them to. Um, we have to be careful um, what type of experiences we allow and what type of people we allow around them. According to statistics, scientific facts, the first three years of a child's life are the most important. Those first three years are the years that that child's mind is being developed the most. That's amazing to me because I feel like you still have a lot of development after three years old, even on up to 18. Um, but it just goes to show you have, you have to be very careful. I remember my childhood and um, everything, you know, no one's childhood is perfect. I had a lot of fun growing up with my siblings, my cousins, and, you know, um, my family as a, as a youth. Um, we had a lot of great summers at my grandmother's house. Um, we have a lot of good memories there um, that we could go that I could go into, but I won't. <laughs> but, um, you know, there was some, some bad things that occurred in your life, too, as, as a child. But I'm just thinking of the environment that I was brought up in. You know, I have a strong Christian background. You know, my mother was, a, my grandmother was a prayer warrior. She was a minister of the gospel. And she also, um, you know, stood in the gap for our family all the time. She was all, you always saw her on her knees praying. She prayed all the time. She was always covering us in her prayers. You know, she taught us the word. She, you know, they made sure we stayed in church and they brought us up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. And so, um, you know, that was our foundation as, ch- as children. And so being exposed to that, to that environment, it drew us to Christ. It drew us to God. And we got to see God from their perspective and then eventually from our own perspective. Because you can't, you can't, um, your parents and your grandparents cannot uh help you to know the Lord for yourself you have to know him for yourself so if you don't have a a relationship with him I encourage you to get a relationship with him now back to Malcolm X Um, he was brought up in a Christian environment as well he grew up up in a Baptist um, uh, religious environment and then eventually what was a seven day Adventist um, and his mother was, you know, she had strict uh, eating guidelines and how she didn't want certain foods, her kids to eat certain foods like pork and anything that, you know, based off biblical um, health and nutrition guidelines. I actually agree with that because pork to me is, is now I'm not going to tell nobody what, tell no one else what to eat and what not to eat, but pork to me is, you know, one of the filthiest animals, like my, my, my bishop used to always say, one of the filthiest animals God ever created. And so for that reason, and because any people, when you eat a lot of pork, it tends to raise your blood pressure. You know, it's a lot of health um, things that tend to um, occur when you regularly eat pork. So I mean, to each his own, but that's just me. And that's just, you know, what I've come to understand and, and abide by. Um, but 
Malcolm X's mom in the story, she was like that. She was strong about not feeding her children pork or any, anything that, you know, she thought was unhealthy for their bodies. Um, but she was, that's just how strong she was in her faith and her belief system. She had, she had a strict um, way about herself. And his father was kind of the same way. He, his father was all about, um, you know, knowing where you come from, knowing that no matter where we are in the world, like we're in the United States, I'm in the United States right now, but um, he was, as, as African-Americans, he was, he was strong on the teachings of Marcus Garvey and the fact that, or the belief that all black people should know where they come from and should return to Africa. Like, that's where we come from, that's our homeland, that's the motherland, that's where we get to know who we truly are. And he was big on, you know, um, teaching that Africa is not this place like we often are led to believe it to be, you know, this this place like a jungle with with wild animals and people living in huts only. Like that's the only the only way um to view the continent and so he he was big on teaching us no that's your heritage you know we come from kings and queens and so I was listening to this this book and it's, it's really rich um like I say I don't agree with everything that Malcolm X believed in um but I'm not gonna bash him that's what his belief systems were and I'm still listening to it but just like in the film Malcolm um he began, his, his belief system began to evolve. Um, he started out, like I say, in this real strict Christian background and upbringing. And in the film, you notice that he eventually um, becomes a Muslim. Um, and uh, he was a part of the Nation of Islam, and um, which is like a branch of the, of the Muslim faith. And then eventually he, you know, this, the, the branch of, of, the, of Islam that he was in, the Nation of Islam, they were very um, strict against keeping the races separate and, you know, calling all white people devils and, you know, you can't trust any of them. And, and um, you know, it was almost like a hate, a hatred type teaching um, where it was almost like we, you know, how we are against white supremacy. It was almost like they were teaching black supremacy and that white people are inferior and that we're, you know, we should hate them, that kind of thing. So I was like, whoa, that was over the top in the film. Parts of it I kind of understood because it was like, they felt like they had to create this this society that really um, focused on building and uplifting and strengthening the, the black people at that time because it was so much racism and segregation and hatred and discrimination towards our people. So they kind of felt like I think that they I think they kind of felt like they had to do something radical like that to protect themselves and to keep keep the people united. Um, they even brandished weapons because they knew that they had to protect themselves. There was no law enforcement that really protected black people sufficiently during that time, so they felt like they had to. Um, but as you also notice in the film, Malcolm goes on a pilgrimage to Mecca, which is the place where most is, uh, Muslims go um, at some point in their life. And uh, he got to see people of all races that were Muslims, you know, different color skin. Some of them were pale faced, looking like white people. Some of them probably were white. He saw blue eyed Muslims. He saw all all different skin tones and all different um, nationalities of people and they were all under this one banner of, of worshiping this one God and they were one people 
united. And so he it changed his whole worldview of what uh, the Muslim faith really should have been about. It should still be about love. And it reminds me of how Christianity is about love and how we should all be a united people and how we should all come together and love one another. Now, again, like I say, I'm a Christian and I'm not really, um, you know, I don't agree with um, all the tenets of Islam and I don't agree with um you know some other faiths and how people believe but that's just that's their belief systems you know i'm not here to tell you how to do it this way and how to do it my way um you have to come to know god for yourself so you know i feel like god will draw you when you know we it's up to us to tell you about him and but it's up to god to do the do the finished work you know we can tell people about god we can show people god through our light and through how we live and through how we behave and how we do things and how we speak and how we act and how we treat people. But ultimately, like I say, it's God who's going to do the drawing and it's God who's going to finish the work. Um, But it's just interesting seeing this man, how he evolved and how his story was loaded. I mean, it was so much pain that he endured at such a young age. I mean, I was like, whoa. And so when you come from a life of pain, I mean, extreme pain as a child, that really does something to your psyche. That really causes a, a it can cause a breakdown, a meltdown, it can cause rage. And as, as you notice in the film, he was a man that was, you know, he was a swindler and he became a man of rage. You know, he had no problem um, popping off if somebody said something wrong to him or someone said, oh God, if they said something about his mom. Um, and as he even said in the, in the in the audiobook, he was saying that he knew he had this this disability in him that he could literally kill someone and I don't want to condone that but I mean he just understood that he had this extreme rage if someone spoke against his mom because his mom endured you know she she did all she could to raise her kids and then she eventually had a mental break break, breakdown um and you'll hear about that in the first chapter of the audiobook what she endured and what drove her to that her home was broken her husband was killed uh one by one she was losing her children to the to the state and foster care systems um and uh then she you know she was having a hard time taking care of them you know she was being um uh accused of not being a good mother you know just so many things she endured and eventually she had a breakdown mental breakdown and um so Malcolm got to see her at her worst state she was in this uh psychiatric ward for I think he would said about 26 years before his siblings uh got her out of there but he saw her in her worst state and she was like totally gone mentally and so it really created a rage in him towards people like no don't ever speak against my mom don't ever you know you know he was very protective of his family very protective of his people um and so i'm still unpacking the story but it's just i mean in just the first chapter so much occurred in this man's life and it really makes you grateful that you didn't have like, you might have had some bad things happen in your childhood, but, I mean, to, to endure the stuff that he endured. You never know what someone's life is like, what their past is. That's why it's important. Kindness is so important. And I know we all fall short. Like, if I have a bad day, I could, you know, I might snap at somebody. I don't mean to, but sometimes I, you know... Every now and again, I just get like that. Sometimes, not always, because that's not my general nature. But everyone has moments where they kind of, you know, get a little cranky 
or get a little um, uptight if something's going on or somebody, you know, hit the wrong button on a, on a given day at a given moment, you know. So you just have to be careful. Be kind to people. Um, you never know what people are going through. Um, you don't you don't know their current state. You don't know their past. You don't know if they just had a, a death in the family. You don't know if they're battling an illness. You don't know if they just had a breakup. You don't know if their if their family is struggling financially. You don't know what is going on. You have no idea. So I mean, it costs nothing to be kind. It really doesn't. It costs nothing. And so, um, you know, I'm still listening to the story. I, I like to um, hear people's stories. I like to um, see what what makes people tick, what, what moves you, what inspires you, what um, drives you. Um, and myself, like I'm very driven by love. I'm very driven by kindness. Like I, I have this this desire to inspire people and to uplift people. And sometimes, listen, I'm human. Come on, I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna be honest. I fail. I I make mistakes. I might say the wrong thing on any given day. Okay, I'm human. I'm, I can't say that I'm perfect. I never could say that. I'm human. I'm 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 the first to say that um, that I fall. Um, and I, you know, I don't meet the mark, but I strive. I, I'm, I promise you, I strive. I strive. I strive daily to do better. I strive daily to curve my, 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 my words, to, to put a muzzle on what I sometimes feel like saying if somebody rubs me the wrong way. I promise you, I'm trying constantly to do better in that area. My goal and my mission is to spread love, to be a loving vessel, to be someone who um, is a vessel of kindness, who who uplifts people and, you know, offers an encouraging word, a person who, you know, through things that I create, um, whether it's writings or, um, you know, whatever kind of content, plays, videos, poetry, you know, I do all kinds of things, art, all kinds of things that, that I hope will, will uplift somebody. Because listen, I'm going to tell you, I've been in low places in my life and I will hear a sermon. I will read a book. Um, I will hear a song. I will watch a movie. I will see a piece of art. Um, someone will tell me something someone will give me something um, something will occur and so listen to all those forms that I just mentioned one of those elements will happen at those moments and it totally will change my mood and so I'm telling you you never know what you can say or do to inspire and uplift and help someone who might be having a bad day you know um, so that's what my goal and my mission is, to be an, a, a person that encourages people, that uplifts and inspires people. There's a, a quote I've seen on, on the internet before. It says something like, be an encourager. Um, there are enough critics in the world already, or something like that. 
So, I mean, the world is full of critics. Everybody's critical of something. Somebody always has an, op an opinion and something to say. And they're not always good opinions. Sometimes it's a lot of negative opinions, especially if you're in a circle or in a um, group of people that tend to be negative. So that's one thing you can do. Try to get around positive-minded people, supportive people, supportive networks, your family. Sometimes your family can be negative. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, sometimes it's just people are going through. So you got, you have to allow grace and, and, and know that people, I feel like people, most people mean well. Everybody's not out to get you. Everybody's not just, just, you know, mean and nasty. That's not the general disposition of people. But every now and again, you might encounter something like that. And so, but I just listen, I just want to be a, a, a person that is a love agent. I want to share love. I want to convey love. I want to create love and, 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 and showcase love in all kinds of ways and mediums and, and the beauty that it creates in the world. I didn't mean to be this long. Um, but I'm going to continue listening to this uh, audio book by Malcolm X. It's, it's, it's a little, uh, it's radical. The content is a little um, extreme and it's, it'll get your attention and it might you know uh, shock you in some senses too but I mean it's his life what, what can he do um, I'm not judging him you know everyone has a, a past everyone has a foundation everyone has a history but where you started is not where you end but no matter where you come from no matter what your status or your past or your your family um, makeup. That doesn't mean that has to be your end, because I believe that God is the is the creator and originator of our destiny. He holds our destinies. It was predestined. It was written before time, and so I believe that. But I know that God gives us free will, and He gives us the ability to um, make some decisions. But it's ultimately in His hand. So don't let your end be where you started. Change your perspective, and. Um, be a force for good in the world. All right. Um, this is Melanie D signing off. Talk to you again soon, hopefully. Bye-bye. If you'd like to be featured on this podcast, please hit me up at Melanie D, the author at yahoo.com. That's Melanie D, the letter D, the author at yahoo.com or on my website at www.melaniedtheauthor.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful and blessed day.